Welcome to this week's edition of Bible in the News, brought to you from Moscow, which was the capital of the Soviet Union, until a fateful day nearly 30 years ago, in December of 1990, when the red flag with a hammer and sickle was lowered for the last time, for the blood of the Kremlin being replaced with the Russian flag, signalling the final collapse of the USSR, just a short distance from where I am now. Back in 1990, Russia was on its knees. It had just assumed responsibility for the 17 billion US dollars owed by the Soviet Union and moved from economic crisis to another economic crisis throughout the 1990s. Due to these crises, its military spending plummeted from today's equivalent, allowing for, for inflation of around 250 billion US dollars in the late 1980s, down to less than a fifth of that after the collapse of the USSR. And over the next few years, due to the economic situation here in Russia, it dropped by a further two-thirds to just a fraction of what it had been just ten years before. Bible prophecy requires a strong Russia with a strong and active military. In chapter 38 of the prophecy of Ezekiel, Gog, who in verse 1 we are told is the prince of Rosh, or Rus, the ancient name for the people of Russia, would be a guard to a large group of nations listed in the chapter the list includes Goma, which is a large part of modern Europe, as well as other nations from the Middle East and as, as well as Africa. Even at this time, when the Russian Empire was in complete collapse, this was a view held firmly by many Bible students. At this time, an article in a Bible magazine said that many mistakes have been made in the past by those who have sought to understand Bible prophecy in the light of current events that our understanding of Bible prophecy must be led by taking heed unto the light that shineth in a dark place. 1 Peter 1 verse 19. The article reminded the readers of the current of the events in 1917, when some were ready to scoff at the idea of a Russian, of a Russian superpower gaining control of Europe and the Middle East. Today, when the communist empire, as we have known it for over 30 years, is apparently being dismantled, we need to exercise caution. The writer states that there can be no mistake that this great confederacy or alliance of nations that invade Israel is to be presided over by Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshech and Tubal, RV. And goes on to say that the evidence leave, leaves us in no doubt that Rosh is the ancient name for Russia. And therefore, even though Russia was at that time in a position of great political and military weakness, Bible believers could still say with confidence that the Russian power would rise again. In the same issue of the Bible magazine, the comment was made talking of the Western powers of the Soviet Union that were, very, they were overjoyed at its fall. It said, those who leap with joy at what they see and widely advertise as the collapse of Russia's empire should wait to see the shape of its replacement. It may not be a cause for rejoicing. Bible magazine, volume four, issue two. So since the events of that historic December of 1990, we have seen the dramatic revival of Russia, something that, has been that is necessary for Bible prophecy. The replacement of the Soviet Union is again at odds with the West, rapidly rebuilding its military force and has shown that it's willing to also use it. Over the last few years, we have seen Russia's army in action in Ukraine, Georgia and in the Middle East. Economically, Russia has boomed and in 2017, it finally paid off the last debts it inherited from the Soviet Union. 
The rise of Russia over recent years is something that's been widely commented on in previous editions of Bible in the News. The events of 1990 and 1991 have been proved to have just been a short-term setback for Russian power, but they also forwarded other expectations of Bible students. It resulted in a united Europe and a much more religious Russia. The war spoken about in Ezekiel 38 is a holy war, and it was therefore necessary for the mainly atheist, communist regime to fall. The Russian Orthodox Church now enjoys being the privileged religion of the state here in Russia. Since the fall of communism, we have seen for the first time in a thousand years meetings of the Catholic Pope and his Russian equivalent, the Russian Orthodox Patriarch Kirill, which happened for the first time in 2016. In January of each year, Russians cut through the ice for the annual ritual marking the baptism of Christ. The temperature can range from minus 10 to as low as minus 45 degrees centigrade. It is still, but it still does not put off devout members of the Russian church. Last year, one such member of the Russian church was one Vladimir Putin, who arrived at the ritual, crossed himself and dived into the icy waters. The event was promoted heavily on television and fellow Russians were encouraged to do the same. The local mayor said, you are all Orthodox people, are you not? I ask all heads and their deputies to take part in this organised event. An article by The Communist likened it to the Soviet leaders ordering public workers to take part in the May Day parades during the Communist era. And so we see the Eastern Church being strengthened here in Russia, and also the first moves toward the uniting between the Western Church, which is something that is necessary for the holy war of Ezekiel 38, when both Catholics and Orthodox nations fight together against Christ. Russia is no longer the country in crisis it was back in the 1990s, and its position is now strengthened around the world, especially in the Middle East. The United States spent much of the Cold War trying to push Russia out of this area, and over just the last 10 years, Russia has become the dominant player again in many of its former allies, especially Syria. So now in 2019, with a strong Russian power again in the East, we can see the situation described by the prophet Ezekiel coming together. But even back in 1990, when Russia was weak and in crisis, by focusing their understanding on the Bible itself, Bible believers could be confident that Russia would be strong again. This is because in Ezekiel, Gog is said to be the prince of Rosh, Meshach and Tubal, and this power of Rosh, Meshach and Tubal are the leaders of the confederacy of nations that invade Israel. Rosh relates to the name of, ancient, of the ancient Russians, the people of the Rus. The national anthem of the USSR included a line that referred to Russia as Velikaya Rus, or in English translation, the Great Rus. On the number plates of their cars today, we see Rus written along with the Russian flag. In the famous Hermitage Museum in St. Petersburg, I came across a section of the museum entitled The Culture and Everyday Life of the Ancient Rus. And so it is very clear that Rus is an ancient name for Russia, and this in Ezekiel is the name Rosh. Tubal relates to the area surrounding the Tobol River, east of the Urals, which gives the name to the city Tobolsk, and Meshek relates to the city of Moscow. With this power is a list of other nations, including large parts of Europe. This made it clear to Bible believers that Russia 
must be in a position of strength and leadership in the world at the time of the end. By focusing and understanding on Bible prophecy, on the Bible itself, rather than the immediate events of the time, it could be understood that the events of, 90, of the 1990s were a mere setback for the growth of the Russian power. And so we must ensure that when we see prophecies in the Bible, for example, that there will be a time when Israel will be in peace and safety, we can be confident that this will come to pass, however impossible or unlikely it may seem at the time. We must ensure that we base our understanding on the prophecies of the Bible itself, rather than trying to make the Bible fit the events of today. We must know that God will bring forward his plan, whatever the will of man may be. So when we see the government of the UK raging and trying to rule out a no-deal Brexit or refusing to vote for Theresa May's withdrawal agreement, we can be confident that whatever their current plans may be, God's plan will come to pass. And the Most High rules in the kingdoms of men. So join us again next week for another edition of Bible in the News.